Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insights channel. I am your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today, we have with us my good friend and colleague, Scott Vaughn, who is Chief Marketing Officer at Integrate. Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff, thanks for having me. like talking CMO and insights. Hey, and television school too. All of that, yeah. I mean, every channel, right? You know, yeah. and uh, especially in 2018, we got to be every place, everywhere, all the time, right? Very much so. Omni-channel. Omni-channel. So, uh, you know, you've been doing this for a while. You've had a lot of success. Uh, what to you, I guess, is the biggest change you've seen over the last few years as it relates to our, our you know, marketing? Yeah, I'll tell you, Jeff, the one thing I see repeatedly, both as a CMO and someone who gets to work with a lot of marketing and sales organizations is the, the incredible power that marketing's been given and the responsibility and the juxtaposition is also that doesn't always come with a lot of resources or expertise. And so there's so much stuff now and that changes. We thought technology might solve that. Uh, it does contributes. We thought data might solve that, but we've got buckets and piles of it. Um, and, and what I see is marketers gaining their confidence, but also being a lot more leery of exactly what needs to happen next. And that change, I think we're about to see a, a new landscape that prevails. I think marketers are comfortable that they can have some sort of impact on the company. And we've been talking about this for 10 years, that it's going to be revenue marketing. I think the ability to pull the storytelling, the unique position together with revenue into a more holistic customer experience is going to be the next wave for marketers. And I think that's what's changing. But it's a weird time because it's all kind of thrown up in the air right now. And it, it seems like the goals flip-flop. Uh, in terms of where we should focus. So do we have to call it revenue story marketing, revenue brand marketing, revenue, <laughs> revenue customer experience marketing? I, I think it goes back to B2B marketing. I think it goes back to the fundamentals. You throw things like in account-based marketing. Yes, it's definitely become a strategy uh, that's tied to sales. So really account-based revenue or whatever you want to call it but it's still fundamentally B2B marketing. And I think the components underneath B2B marketing are changing and shifting. And so what that means for marketers is you need to step back and think about where is your business cycle? Where is your customer cycle? And therefore you apply that level of energy and expertise. Um, we've been swayed so much uh, by a generation of marketers that were obsessed that they were gonna be revenue marketers uh, but the tools, the technology, the data really doesn't get us fully there yet. It gets us on the way. And so we have to understand and build a team that's more balanced around that ability to do storytelling, to focus on user experience, and to be able to cre create revenue. Rarely is that ever in a person. It's in a team, in its ecosystem of partners and agencies and things around it. In some ways, it's going a little bit taking a step back to some fundamentals, I think that will get us to the next level. You know, it's true. It's, uh, I think, with the rise of technology, there's this kind of dichotomy where 
companies assume because you bought technology, then maybe you don't need to invest as much in personnel and skills because you can scale with the tech. But the opposite is actually true in the beginning. First of all, you need people to actually run those systems and long, unlock the hidden value. But then to your point, what's the input into the technology, right? It's, it's software and it's systems and it's configuration and process, but where are the stories, the content, the creativity, the um, emotional arc, right? All those things that are just as important in the marketing world as much as technology. Yeah, and Jeff, that's it. And, and by the way, you're talking to someone who works for a marketing software company. So I understand and appreciate the power of technology we can do so much more because of automation of manual tasks or intelligence through data that's created. So I want to be clear and on the record, big believer. Um, but without the storytelling, the emotional arc, the true understanding of your ideal customer profile and what motivates them, um, it's nothing. You're really spinning a lot of resources and wheels that looks great on a, your MarTech stack chart or looks great when you look at a piece of your uh, contribution to marketing. But I, th I think we can't lose sight in B2B that we have to bring a holistic game to the equation. And that's kind of my theme going forward. Um, so, you know, um, so I, I am interested because um, you are CMO of, a, of a, a marketing software platform. What, you know, a lot of competition, a lot of growth, a lot of adoption and technology. So what's, what's your business objective for the year? What's your strategy in helping your own team scale? and get to market. Yeah, so much of my effort, uh, Jeff, and our focus is about go to market. And we've tried to do it methodically. So we're a, a company that's that's really created a category in sense that everybody, uh, mostly in B2B, has been focused on marketing and sales automation, this piece here. Uh, no one's really looked up to the 10 times amount of money, resource, and budget that are spent at the top of the funnel to do those first level of engagements to do this first level of being able to generate contacts, when, whether they're within their profile and persona or they're in specific accounts. And so our effort's been around really thinking about how do we uh, tell that story? How do we spark that change in thinking um, to be able to look up and really understand that there's a missing piece that can drive a lot of value? And so what that translates as a CMO for myself is much more of a go-to-market strategy, much more of that emotional arc and telling our story, uh, much more of content in terms of thought leadership to help illuminate that issue with the big perspective that it's connected to a lot more. And I think that's what I've learned over the last couple of years is we don't lose sight that there's reality that people are, are, are doing stuff in other areas. But that's what I really like about this opportunity to work for such a high growth software company like Integrate is you get to play in more and more markets. You get to develop a go to market strategy. But yet we also have to mimic our customers, which are mid market to enterprise. So even though we're 130 some odd people, we have to have the mindset in terms of technology and data and ability to test that feels more enterprise like. Very interesting position. Absolutely. So what would you say are some of your bigger challenges internally? Uh, resources is one, uh, and creatively using them because everybody can ask for more resources, but how do we dole out the time and, and uh, importance and still be agile enough to change and bob and weave? 
Um, that's number one. Uh, in the mantra, the whole idea of uh, done is better than perfect or picking the one or two things that have to be perfect and everything else can be uh, you know, done or a work in progress that, that's moving towards another element. Um, the other piece of it is really important to think about when you talk about challenges, it's getting the right type of talent, yes, but also getting them aligned and getting them co-creating because our customer is not one dimensional. They don't just do go to an event or they don't just do digital or social or whatever. And this is the challenge I think all of us CMOs have. How do you get that different areas of expertise, but yet co-create something that's special uh, along the customer journey? And that's where we are today. It's, it's exciting because we now have a large enough customer base where we can actually use data to do that. Um, before it was a lot of anecdotal. You know, it really comes back to the uh, the so what game, right? And it's uh, constantly challenging yourself, whatever it is, right? It's like, so we make widgets that save time. So what? You know, I got you know, we we offer this service that you know hangs the moon. So what? Uh, just trying to really get down to your unique value proposition. It's harder because it's easy to come up with the standard marketing rhetoric, I guess, and you know the tag words, the easy speak. But when it comes right down to it. You know, why would your customers go to war to, to get your product or to keep your product or service? And, and what, what, from their perspective, what's your unique brand promise and, and how are you keeping it? And what's truly special? I mean, if you can like capture that lightning in a bottle and then scale it, then, then you really have something. But other than that, you're just a me too, right? You're just, you're just yeah. copying everybody else. Yeah. Well, Jeff, that's exactly where we are. We had to build enough critical mass to where we had real feedback, real data to unearth that. And now we're trying to scale it. Uh, we've hired, you know, basically almost doubled our marketing team. That's great. We put in more robust technology. That's great. But we're exactly where you described. We're at the very beginnings of thinking about how do we scale that ability in more markets um, in, in, at, at the next level. And that's what, again, that's what makes it exciting right now uh, to be in this position. So, you know, your company is a little bit interesting in terms of what it does. It's in the title. Because um, I, I want to ask you how you think about technology strategically as a marketer for your company. And I'm sure part of the answer is in your own product. But beyond that, um, all this talk about explosiveness and technology and do we have too much now? Um, how do you rationalize this, I guess? Not just on your own platform, but like what when you're building out this team, you're doubling the team, you're trying to scale and go to market. How do you not get overwhelmed with all the things that are out there? And what's your, what's your, I guess, your framework for making decisions on how you want to work with it? Yeah, so I'm going to tell you a quick story first. I was CMO of UBM, 36 brands, big databases. Uh, this is the pre-modern marketing era. And had to go through an exercise with so many divisions and so much technology. We actually did audits and assessments and actually built a blueprint of laid it out of how everything's connected or not connected, took inventory. And then we looked at what are the drivers of our business and began to sort through it all. So that's one way to do it, very practical. Um, here, because I've gone through that experience and get to work with some of the best brands in B2B right now, I've learned from them. And I've short uh, shortcut a lot of things where I, I put blinders on many times and focus on what are the essential layers that we need to have that are gonna automate the business, uh, they're gonna integrate the processes, that's gonna provide data and insights that is actionable, which is so often missing. Um, 
those are the things I look at to sort through. So, I, you know, the whole MarTech landscape and number of vendors, I, I just think it's all BS. It started as a great marketing job, uh, but all it does is put fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And I know from buying so much technology and being in the space, most of them are a, some kind of data product with a UI that charges a subscription. So you can sort that out. And, and my advice would be and what I try to live by is don't get enamored with it, um, but also make sure when you go to your conferences and events, go to the expo, look at the themes, look at the things that are, are prevalent, that are shifting. Um, how does AI play in? Not an AI product, but how does AI play through my current offering, sorry, my current technology, and how does it play out what I should be thinking about? Same things with account-based marketing or GDPR and compliance. Always start at home, so to speak, um, and then look for things that add value. So I'm very much a theme and a trend kind of person that, that looks at those things to, to help determine versus looking for specific products. Um, I just think that's a rat hole. Good advice. So what are you held accountable for? And then what do you hold your team accountable for? <laughs> Boy, that's a good question to ask my boss too. Um, so accountability is very much about contributing to pipeline and revenue. Uh, we have, that's number one. And that gets measured in a dashboard way. We get better and better at it all the time. And I'll come back to attribution in a second. But I want to be clear, that's number one. Number two is something our CEO has coined larger than life. And we get into these great conversations, our CMO, Jeremy Bloom, and I go, well, how do we define that? He goes, we don't need to overly define it. And he's very much a data and a metrics guy. But this is something you have a feel for as you move into markets. And we look for customer feedback and advocacy. We look for uh, how our partners are talking about uh, Integrate and what we're doing. Uh, we, we look about employee enthusiasm. So there's other things we call number two is larger than life that is really important to us because we're creating a, a, a new way to do things, a new category, something that we believe is additive to the B2B marketing world. So those are the two things that, that I'm accountable for. Um, I also have business development partnerships, so that's a little bit different curveball, but that kind of goes into one and two. Um, and what I'd say, Jeff, the other thing that I'm really on a rant train about right now is um, I'm watching people fall in love with attribution for the wrong reasons. And it's attribution to prove value uh, versus to deliver value. And so obsessed with making the data work um, to show what great work's being done versus trying to understand where can we drive more value to the business um, et cetera. And I've written a couple of pieces on this. By the way, I think attribution is important. I, the attribution vendors are critical, but we're maybe using the tools for the wrong reason. And, and so that's why when I go to number one, uh, our, our ops team, which is incredible here, the best I've worked with, uh, we, we laugh a lot about, let's make sure that we're being very honest with ourselves and all the dashboards and data we produce and uh, I call them the ops posse. Uh, they, we have business and customer and marketing and sales kind of all working together. And it's a, it's a really refreshing approach. No, great, great, great input. Um, yeah, I have some of my th own thoughts on attribution. We might not have enough time today. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think uh, marketers spend too much time trying to figure out 
well, what came first, what came last, who cares, you know, because we're all individuals, we buy differently, we go through different paths, does it matter that you did the white paper first and the webinar last or the webinar first, the white paper last, I think, for me, it's, it's a simpler thing than that, you know, go look at pipeline and deals one, where marketing didn't touch it at all, there's no influence, and then go look at it when there was one or more, two or more, three or more touches, and then just you use an inference model, right? So if marketing was involved, was the sales cycle shorter? Was the conversion rate better? Was this was the deal price higher? Then you know marketing's working because aside from that, there's just too many other variables to take into account: your competitive landscape, pricing strategies, your sales training, size of your sales team. I mean, there's just so many factors that go into uh, revenue performance. So I, I just see uh, marketing executives spinning their heads around like the exorcist trying to figure this out. <laughs> so but it's like there's, I, I, there's so many other more valuable things I think they could be doing. Well, I agree with you. I love your focus on outcomes first, like average deal size. Go look at marketing's. What did we do in that deal? Was, was marketing a difference maker? And if so, look underneath the hood. I, I think that's smart. Um, and I think we'll get this right. But I think because we we want to measure everything, that sometimes we can spend a lot of time and resources and energy me measuring things that, that either don't matter or that you can't change that aren't actionable, um, or we're trying to prove our value. And, and I just think that can be a dead end. Your time is so precious. And I bet we ask all of, of your viewers and, and your customer base and the, your community you work with, uh, Jeff, you and your team, they'd all say the same thing. If they could have one you know, one additional thing, it would probably be time and bandwidth. And I, that, that's our real challenge and issue in, in, in business. In well, general, they ask for resources and money too, but you know, they, they definitely ask for time. So yeah. yeah, of course they do. And you have to make priorities, right? You have to make calls on where you're going to put your energy. And, and that's why you can't have too many projects either. Uh, sorry, too many initiatives uh, that translate into too many projects that translate into too many programs. Um, you really need to, to, to get a centering point behind your business strategy. Um, and that goes back to all that creative work you do around uh, total addressable market that gets into your ideal customer profile, that gets into your account-based revenue plan, that gets into your buying committee and who those personas and profiles. I know this is fundamental, but I call this, this is the era of precision. Um, and you can do more with less if you try to focus on less that delivers you more. And I think that is one of the key, that's the new normal. So revenue doesn't go away, right? You can't control that. We're moving to an era of trust, global compliance, things like GDPR, e-privacy. We've all seen the headlines. That's a part of marketing. So permission-based marketing. Um, and then with that in reality in mind, we have to be more precise because we don't have enough time, uh, bandwidth and resources, and certainly our customers are in control and they want things at their speed, not our speed. So this is a really interesting time. And I think that's why that, that, that our dashboards might change, Jeff. I think, you know, that revenue, yes, of course. Do we have a trust and compliance kind of dashboard that's about customer trust and how you're doing in that arena? Uh, and maybe that ties a little bit to customer health as well. That gets added to that dashboard. Uh, but I also think precision is is the key word that I'm focusing on right now so that we're spending our time, resources, and budget in the right place. 
Very well said, sir. Uh, we are out of time, so with precision, we got to wrap it up. <laughs> but, I know I probably rambled a little too much. I no, get pumped great. up when we start talking to you. Oh, it's always so easy to talk to you. So uh, if we're not doing this, we're going to be hanging out at breakfast for four hours. So it's it's all good. But Scott, thank you so much for being on the program today. I really appreciate your time. You're welcome, Jeff. Take care, man. Thank you.